guys welcome back to the pod i know we have talked before about um dolores cannon methods uh her met her theories kind of in practice um and i've been working with this question of you know is it the patterns that we're trying to change um with this theory that you know we came to earth and when we are here we're trying to learn how to deal with certain things and many of us have been here a a lot of times um we've had to return or we've chosen to return to work through certain life patterns or life uh circumstances that maybe we weren't able to fully um complete an understanding of or learn how to cope with while living this human life on earth and so we pretty much get our our lifespan to try to figure out you know how to deal with things and all the interactions between ourselves and other people um are kind of these dynamics that we're trying to address um and so I don't really know I mean this is maybe a discussion for another time and maybe a bit morbid but you know I don't really know what happens with like infants or like very youth very young you know unfortunate um deaths of babies and things like that like maybe that's something that is I mean, I don't even want to say that it's for the parents to, you know, and families, their older family members to cope with that. Like, that sounds a little, I don't know, I don't like the way that sounds, but I really don't know. Like, this is just a theory that I'm interested in uh, about how that, how a person might shape their life around it. I mean, I wasn't raised in that style of philosophy Um, I was raised in a Christian style of philosophy and a biblical understanding of things. Um, This type of theory came to me later on in life um, about how to address the world or about theories about how humans got here, why we got here, why are we here, uh, what are we doing here, what's our purpose. Um, And it's something I've gravitated towards. I really still don't talk too much about what I actually have as my own personal beliefs, but when it comes to things such as like practicing uh, and trying out different stuff, um, I'm kind of willing to try different types of methods if it's just like strategies and things like that. Uh, I don't feel like I'm necessarily like worshiping anybody or anything, but you know, if somebody has something to say that offers some uh form of healing or uh methods to cope with things in life you know i'm gonna listen you know um you know if people find benefit from it even if it's something like you know a japanese diet or like a diet from india or a diet from like mediterranean regions and how like people who eat those sorts of diets probably have a healthier um uh food intake than maybe your typical western american would have you know things like that it's like sometimes if there's a value in something that another culture is doing or another type of people or other people are doing i like to look into it and see kind of like okay what's going on over there like what are they finding beneficial not necessarily that I don't believe what I what it is that I do believe that I don't really share much about, but um, I don't think the point is to share really what I believe. It's kind of sharing more about questions about things and like how would it look and things like that. So uh, previously I was kind of looking at the ABC model of CBT um, and I decided to go over to ISTDP because it is a... Um, it is a uh, model that I 
like um, and I'm drinking coffee uh, I'm recording this probably two hours later than I usually do because my sleep was a bit off but um I'm uh, recording this at like 8.42 a.m. right now mm. So ISTDP stands for, sorry I clicked off of it, TDP, I know part of it's a dynamic psychotherapy, psychodynamic, alright, let me find the actual word. And as usual, sorry if there's a lot of background noise that we're coming up on. Um, there's some kind of construction going on across the street or something. And I'm also, you know, traffic's picking up because it's almost nine. And, yeah, I got my windows open because it's hot. So, um, ISTDP stands for intensive short-term dynamic psychotherapy intensive short-term dynamic psychotherapy and John Friedrichsen is the person who I guess developed this I don't really know exactly um, if it's his model I learned it from a supervisor that was learning it from him but um, I don't think we learned the full model because I believe she was still working, like she was still learning and working with him. Uh, what I liked about it though is that uh, compared to like CBT where you're looking at, you know, your thoughts and how that uh, is with actions, it kind of, uh, you know, in patterns like that, it kind of takes a look at um, um, like emotional issues and the defenses with those F emotional issues. So I'll give some examples too. Hmm. And I've got a journal entry that I kind of want to go over um, and uh, I think it'll provide some examples uh, from something I was working on last night. Um, so it's uh if i look at this I'll, and i'll post this pdf if i look at this self-supervision uh pdf for therapists um there's this checklist it's a lengthy checklist it's like a 19 page checklist because it has not only questions but like explanations of what the uh, practitioner is expected to do um, while they're with a patient or a client uh, using this model helping them in the sessions while using this model so um, it says towards the bottom middle of page one let's start with a checklist that will help you sort out potential problems in a hurry so it says for one at the beginning of your session is there an internal problem that the patient has declared um, and it says a lot of times it's right there uh, and um, you know uh, the whole idea is you know getting an internal problem to work on um, And if they didn't declare that there's something specific to work on, then the question that arises is, you know, what is the internal problem that you want to work on? And I guess the reason why I like this model is because it focuses on, you know, the internal issue that's going on. Um, and it forces a person to think internally 
not necessarily externally, right? So for example, a lot of times I can think of a situation or something that triggered me and not that that's not important, but if you remember in CBT, you know, we're looking for something that happened outwardly um, and then that a lot that led me into other patterns of thinking or feeling or acting uh, in certain ways because of what happened out outwardly like and how those emotions arose and led me to do whatever it was that I did um and then with you know this model it's you know well internally what's going on in me with ISTDP it's what's going on inside of me where I want to work on that I want to work on what is going on inside of me how do I manage my own self my own thoughts my own emotions um, it takes the focus deeply inward compared to other you know models that you know not that they don't focus inward ever but this one this this model ISTDP continuously kind of brings you back so if if you're with a therapist and they're using this technique you know they'll ask you like what's the internal problem that you want to work on or I think the script that we use said what's the internal emotional problem that you want to work on because it was more like the emotional issues we weren't necessarily well it was a combination of emotional and physiological so both of those combined um, I think it'll talk about that later um, so number two it says once the patient has declared a problem has he declared his will to work on it um, I know it says his or he but you know it, we can talk about any genders here any gender identities um, it doesn't have to be a male or someone assigned male at birth or someone who identifies as male or anything it, it can be any gender um, any gender out there so um, but it says he so um, you know so I guess here you know the patient needs to describe what it is that they want to work on it's not the therapist choosing like okay we're gonna work on this you know the patient I'm used to saying client so I'll probably say client the client decides you know this is what I actually want to actively work on versus the therapist being like okay like I see that you have some anxiety so let's work on that like maybe the clients not wanting to work on that or declaring that that's what they actually want to work on and then second to that with this number two step they're not buying in if the therapist is the one that just like choosing like anxiety we're gonna choose anxiety um, even if say this person had like eight different things going on and then the therapist just chooses um, and so if the patient doesn't declare to work on a specific problem uh, and have the will to work on that problem uh, then the therapist then is supposed to label what's called the defense that the that they use to um, avoid either choosing or either choosing an internal problem or um, choosing an internal problem that they have the will to work on because those are two different things like I can I can say you know for example I can say okay I have trauma triggers depression anxiety and insomnia and you know I can say those are those are four areas and if somebody says pick one declare one of those areas that something that you that you would like that you want to work on that you kind of want to work on what's the most uh, pressing issue maybe the most pressing issue for me is insomnia but I might not be ready to work on insomnia maybe I like my caffeine late at night maybe I like the way it feels to like stay up and watch movies at like three in the morning or whatever maybe I like that and I'm not trying not to do that I'm not trying today to make a schedule to you know avoid caffeine at certain times I'm not trying to be regimented about that 
maybe I'm ready to work on, you know, my depression and what's going on internally with me with my depression. So maybe I would say that I'm willing, I'm willing to work on that. I'm willing to work on the depression, even though I notice that I have also the trauma triggers, also the insomnia and also the anxiety, but I don't want to work on any of those three. And, and I mean, if we're picking, if we're picking one and having the will to work on one, it's like, it does help in a way to identify multiple things, multiple, uh, problem areas that I might be having. And then after identifying multiple ones, um, I'm, uh, so after I'm identifying multiple then I'm taking that and I'm uh, um, saying which one I actually want to focus on as an internal problem and which one I and if that is the one that I actually am willing to work on and if I avoid choosing any of them that I am willing to work on then that is considered a defense, an ego defense. And so basically what's happening here is the therapist is tracking the ego defenses of the client. Um, and that's why I say, you know, for people who like to see how this might be on themselves, like, I mean, it, you know, I don't think I can necessarily say that it's always going to be helpful for people to learn therapy models and try to use them on themselves, never have a therapist, never use a therapist. But I am a strong believer, you know, that if you have a therapist or a doctor or someone you're talking to and, you know, you have an outside kind of person kind of chiming in and then if you want to go home and do your own thing, like sometimes maybe, for example, it might be hard to be vulnerable with your therapist about things. Like maybe they want to focus on you quitting cigarettes or stopping drinking alcohol or something, or they want to focus on you, um, you know, sleeping on time every night. And that's not really what you want to be like talking about. Like sometimes the communication can be a little hard to be like, hey, I don't really feel like we're working on what I actually want to work on. Or maybe you're diving as, as maybe the therapist is diving into some other areas that the, that the client is not wanting to work on yet, or it's too soon, or they just don't really want to dive into some childhood trauma or something. Like maybe they're like, I just want to deal with the immediate stuff right now that I'm experiencing right now and not go back to something like that, you know, like I, I kind of have something that I started coming in wanting to work at, you know, so, um, I, I, hmm, I hope that's a good explanation, um, let me see I'm drinking coffee still guys it's getting lukewarm um so number three has the patient declared a specific example of the problem if not it it, it says a lot of times to look at the video and label the defense that the patient uses to avoid declaring a specific example, right? Um, and, you know, you're not like in a video, but um, if you're thinking about if, if you were with a therapist who was talking you through this, um, you know, they would expect you to give an example, right? That would be the next step. Uh, and let me go through these and I think we can make examples, kind of make an example as we go. Cause I feel like I'm going to take a long time going through 
um, going through this 19 steps. Um, if I is it 19 steps or 19 pages? I know it's 19 pages. Now I don't know how many steps actually. I don't think I looked. Um, so it might not be a full 19 pages. So I might not be taking too long. I don't know. Um, so let me see. Step three. No, that was step three. Step four. Um, if all those elements of the checklist are in place, then we need to go, uh, then we need to go the following series of steps to analyze your tape and figure out where the problems lie. Um, and so once the, once the client has, uh, checked through steps three, and they have a specific problem that they that's an internal problem that they want to work on that they've identified is a problem and that they've stated that they have the will to work on and that they have an example of what that problem looks like then you know um you know it's the therapist's job to then figure out where the problems are uh for number five, if the patient has declared a problem, his will to work on a specific problem and a specific example, you are now exploring the patient's feelings um, and, you know, is it feeling anxiety, is it feeling anxiety or defense? Um, so that's kind of what you're asking. You know, um, if, is the patient, is the client able to actually state, you know, about this specific problem and about this event, um, when they're talking about the problem and you're trying to like work on this problem, are they using the feeling? Are they talking about the emotional state, you know, are they internal and talking about the emotional state that means a feeling are they using you know anxiety which is like um uh like anxiety is more like uh like they're not really um talking so directly about the the internal feeling and if it's a defense then that means that they're kind of avoiding it so say for example okay so I'll give I'll, I'll go through number six if that focus didn't work examine each patient response was the patient's response a defense against feeling or defense against contact emotional closeness with the therapist if exploring feelings yielded no sight or tension most likely the patient is warding off closeness with you as the therapist uh, in the next session note the ways the patient distances from you by going silent withdrawing going passive hesitating detaching or going helpless note that uh, these defenses avoid emotional closeness with you then ask for the feelings toward you why because the patient is warding off closeness with you until this barrier drops you won't be able to access feelings in other relationships and so that's why with this type of technique if someone's working through this with a therapist um, they are going to need to have trust in this therapist. The therapist is going to need to have a good rapport with this client. They're going to need to, you know, the client is going to need to feel safe with them. Uh, if they're already defensive, you know, they're not, they're not, um, interested. Um, and so... Let's say, um, let's go through this as an, as a, as a hypothetical example. Okay. Um, now some of this isn't going to apply if you're just doing this by yourself and there's no therapist involved. 
Uh, but if you're just looking at this for yourself and seeing what you can maybe benefit from it with, um, let's use the same example that we went with earlier that, you know, say I come into a therapist and I have uh, depression, anxiety, trauma triggers, and insomnia. And then the therapist is first like trying to choose, okay, you mentioned these four things I want to talk about. Um, I want to talk about um, the... Um, I want to talk about the insomnia and, you know, say me as the client, I don't want to talk about the insomnia. So when they ask me, you know, what's the internal emotional issue I'd like to work on? Um, I would say, you know, oh no, you know, I don't want to work on the insomnia. You know, I want to work on, you know, the anxiety. And so say if they're like, well, you know, first step too um well since you mentioned that anxiety is something that's going on for you uh, do you have the will to work on this and i would say yes i have the will to actually work on this one but i don't have the will to work on the insomnia like like the therapist is recommending and then i don't even want to work on the trauma triggers or depression like that's not even on my radar i just know that it's there and i'm maybe not too concerned with working on that um and so if the patient declares, you know, if I've declared that specific problem and I have the will to work on that one, and then for number three, if the therapist asks me to give a specific example, um, say I don't avoid declaring a specific example for number three, and I'm able to provide a specific example. So say, let's just be hypothetical. Let's say that I mention uh, let's say that I mentioned something that involves all four of the problems that I that I mentioned, um, but it has some anxiety aspect to it. So let's say, say I mentioned, you know, this example, maybe a little lengthy example, you know, well, yesterday I was kind of depressed, uh, so, you know, I went to sleep, but I didn't take uh, anything for my sleep. So I did sleep on time, but when I woke up, I wasn't able to fall back asleep when I woke up at one in the morning. And so, you know, I stayed up at one and then next thing I know it was two in the morning and I was still avoiding taking anything for me to go back to sleep because I felt like I want to wake up at six and it's too late to take medicine for sleep. So I stay up, it's two in the morning and by this time at two in the morning, you know, I'm, you know like maybe the thing that woke me up is because I had a triggering dream about some past trauma and then uh, by two by one o'clock I'm like okay it's just a dream and then by two o'clock I'm anxious you know I find myself worried about how 6 a.m. 7 a.m. 8 a.m. is gonna look because I have all these important plans for the next steps of my day but now you know I'm worried about not being able to work on a project that was going to bring in money by the end of the day because now I'm going to be too tired to go do this really tedious task and so you know so I'm tired I'm, I'm tired I'm worried about being I was worried about being tired and I am tired and if it, this was real life and I'm in a therapy session then you know now I'm taking more of my energy and time away from my project and away from my uh, energy uh, so that I can actually work on this thing and spend time and make more money today because uh, maybe I'm worried about money or something and so say that's the example I give that shows where the anxiety came up for me most recently that's what I want to talk about I want to talk about my 2 a.m. anxiety and my anxiety in this session because I'm uh, because I'm worried about money and I'm up, you know, and because I didn't sleep and because I had, you know, depression and because I had all these trauma triggers and things, there's all that other stuff in the background, right? But the focus here is going to be the anxiety itself. 
Um, so trying to tease that out and focusing on the anxiety because that's the actual issue. That's the internal issue that we're working on. Um, so that's an example of a situation. It's, it's not so much an in-depth example of like an internal example, right? Um, but let's just say that checks off um, and the problems, where are the problems coming? You know, it's like, even when you look at the specific plans for the day, it's like, okay, like the depression wasn't managed that day and that led someone to not maybe make the best of self-care decisions, skipping, you know, sleep aids, uh, just because it, maybe it felt like a hassle because, you know, when you're depressed, sometimes you're, you know, everything's a hassle. It's like, it's like, uh, it could be something as simple as like, you know, I don't want to eat a proper meal because it takes too much effort and energy to get up and cook it. You know, it's like I'll eat like an instant mac and cheese or I'll go down the street and grab, a, you know, a, a quick unhealthy fast food burger versus whipping up a nice healthy meal, even if I have all the ingredients in the house, but I just don't have the energy. Hmm. Maybe I don't want to put in that energy. Um... And so, yeah, the depression might have been a factor in missing the sleep aid. And then because I didn't take the sleep aid, uh, maybe that didn't really matter for the trauma triggers with a nightmare. But then maybe I woke up um, and couldn't go back to sleep because I didn't have that sleep medicine in my body. Um, because I made that decision that it might be easier not to take it just because the process of taking it maybe was an extra step I didn't want to take with my energy for that day because I didn't have any energy because I was depressed and then um yeah because of all that combined you know now with the insomnia on top of it all you know now I've got this anxiety and I'm up thinking about this problem and then it goes into the the morning of my day still thinking about this problem and worrying and therefore not able to make the amount of money that I needed to make today because of all these other sequence of events that happened the night before um so I mean that would be a legitimate problem you know like I wouldn't say that I mean problems are always going to be legitimate but I wouldn't say that that is an example where somebody would be like oh like that's something you can just keep letting happen and you know, if that happens too many days, somebody's going to have problems paying their bills. If that happens too many days, you know, someone's going to have problems, you know, picking up, you know, the task that they need to do during the day, the self-care task, whether that's cleaning the bathroom or cleaning the floors or, you know, putting enough gas in your car or eating healthy food or getting exercise. It's like, you know, taking your supplements and things on time. Like if you're not taking care of your body and like cleanliness and you know basic stuff just so you'll feel good it's like you know if you're having to substitute the energy put into that for trying to rest more or trying to just kind of lay there or avoid doing it because it just feels like it's too overwhelming I mean it's one thing if that happens for one day two days or something but once it gets into like a few weeks of that it's like something might it be a, become a problem at that point um especially if you live with other people or whatever that could be an issue um but I've seen it a lot like people get like that uh I've gotten like that where I'm just like oh my goodness like I definitely need to take more time to like clean stuff and like you know get get it together like every every so often I'm like all right like I need to kind of get it together you know um so yeah that's basically how that would look and if a person's talking about say the anxiety and someone and you know say the therapist is trying to get the client to talk about their anxiety and they're basically uh, closed off to the therapist uh, so this is something that's common in social interactions uh, 
I'm not saying people need to like walk around and like deeply analyze everybody, but it's common in in social interactions, right? Like I've talked about it before how like I've had experiences where I kind of felt on the spot about something and so the way I responded to it was maybe out of an ego defense. It wasn't necessarily, you know, purely how I how I would have liked to address the situation. Um you know, uh, so in the situation, instead of saying, hey, like, I feel like I'm kind of on the spot here, don't really want to talk about that, I instead, you know, leaned into some kind of, like, fantasy story, um, and so, like, say, for example, with this anxiety example, um, and this is just an example, I'm trying to, like, make something up that makes sense, so I'm hoping this example I'm using makes sense, it's not something that's like directly something I experienced yesterday or anything, but I could see how I could potentially have a time period like this. Like this is something that is something I would say is realistic, but I don't think I have a specific scenario like this, but I could see that like, yeah, there, there are definitely times where, you know, I notice something like you know a depressed mood or just that fatigue and lack of energy to be just kind of like interfering with stuff anything from like cleaning to working out to eating healthy like usually it's those types of things or just stuff that I need to do to take care of myself um I will avoid doing them sometimes um and it's okay I think everybody does that I think everyone falls into times like that but so long as it's not going on longer than necessary to kind of recover and get rest I feel like once it's past that point if a person never gets recovered from the lounging and the kind of maybe sleeping in or the kind of fun staying up late or whatever it looks like you know if that goes on in a way where it's now impacting daily and weekly and monthly kind of cycles and due dates and appointments and you know bills that are coming due and stuff like that it's like that's going to be a problem um so if uh so if a person is talking about their anxiety with the therapist um you know the therapist their job is going to be to analyze the client's responses when they start focusing on the feelings so if somebody's like oh you know if you mention that whole story that i just said and it's like okay that's that you know we have now identified that this is a stressful scenario of what happened and while you're here today you know how you're you know definitely stressed out and you know overwhelmed and your day is definitely impacted by what happened last night and how you were feeling last night and yesterday so it's kind of like tying all that together is like yeah like I think any therapist would be able to work with that as a problem and notice yeah that's definitely a problem um and uh, so being able to examine um, when the therapist then, after getting the story as the example, when the therapist then, you know, takes it back to the internal feelings, you know, so, you know, can you describe some of those internal feelings that were happening at those anxiety points that you've noticed, such as the anxiety point in your, you know, at two o'clock in the morning when you're just like laying there still awake for like an hour or the anxiety points during the session when there's anxiety going on uh trouble maybe focusing in the session uh because of the anxiety about oh i could be working i could be making money i could be you know this is taking more time out of my day just like that anxiety and staying up late took energy out of my out of me so now I'm having this energy issue and I know I'm not gonna make as much money today so I'm worried about that too and it's like 
you know, I'm already worrying and I was worrying at 2 a.m. And it's like, how do we work with that feeling, you know? So usually what happens is if you're working with a therapist and you're the one that's having the problems, usually what happens is if a therapist were to ask you, can you describe those feelings of anxiety of those two places that you just mentioned, you know, the 2 a.m. and the during the session, um, and they're not just going to ask you like that, and you know, there's going to be probably more conversation around it. It's not just like a cold, like, okay, you identified this, now we're on step four, you know, like a robot or whatever. Like, they're hopefully going to be a lot more compassionate, but this is just, you know, kind of cut and dry. Um, so if a therapist were to ask the client, you know, can you describe the feelings uh, the internal feelings going on uh, when you think about 2 a.m., you know, usually that's going to be a hard experience for most people um, to describe the feelings. Like, a lot of times we will go into talking about thoughts, not feelings. A lot of times we'll go back to talking about some other story or some other thing, and we're going to no longer be focusing internally on how we feel. We're going to be focusing somewhat on something that might look like that or we might dip into it and then just escape from it and start going off some other tangent. So if I'm starting to say, oh yeah, like I remember that at 2 a.m. I had anxiety so I, you know, picked up my phone and I, you know, started going on on YouTube. I was like, let me just watch a 20 minute, 30 minute video on YouTube. And it's like, is that a feeling? No, that's not a feeling. That's a description of an, an action that I did, right? And it's like, okay, like what, what were the feelings that were going on, you know, at 2 a.m. when you identified that you had anxiety? Uh, what were, what internally were you feeling? and say I'm like oh yeah like I was um frustrated I was frustrated and I was you know worried and annoyed um at some of the decisions I made earlier and worried about what what this is gonna do to impact the rest of my day but then I went back to watching YouTube and then I went in some other app and I was looking in some other apps and, and creating note ideas for what I want to do on my blog. And it's like, you know, that's an example of someone kind of like, yeah, they dipped in, they kind of like mentioned it, but then they kind of took the story out again and weren't focusing more deeply on those kind of like emotions and feeling words that they mentioned for the internal experience. They're talking now again about, oh, but I was on my phone and I was like, searching for stuff or looking on my blog or whatever I was doing you know and then you know you know if the therapist is like you know like there's only like because it's, it's gonna it would be more of like an organic conversation it wouldn't just be like the therapist like over and over and over and over poking at like so what were you feeling so what were you feeling so what were you feeling like over and over when you give an answer and every time you give an answer, you know, they keep asking the same thing, you know, but, you know, usually what a therapist notices is the client usually is gonna, if they talk about any of the feelings and emotions at all, usually it's normal to not really know, like clients don't, therapists don't know either. Like if therapists are doing this on themselves, or in some kind of mock session or in therapy with another therapist, they're not going to know either. Like, it's just a human defense. So I'm not saying, like, the therapist would have been able to do this better. Like, no, that that's not what I mean. Like, it it's hard for anybody. Like, because basically the, the, the issue of what's actually happening is that the reason why this happens is because we don't easily have um ways to not have a defense like even if you look at the scenario right and you look at okay somebody's aware that they were up 
at 1 a.m. By 2 a.m. they're feeling anxious. They're aware of that. They're aware that of what they did that led to the anxiety. What could have potentially changed the issue of staying awake? Like maybe if they took the melatonin before they went to sleep, then maybe if they woke up at 1 a.m. they would have still just fallen back to sleep. Maybe. I don't know. But potentially in this story, let's say that that was the case, right? That they would have just fallen back to sleep um, if they took if they took what they needed to take, but they avoided taking it because it was too much of a chore, and now they're kind of stuck, unfortunately, in this predicament. Um, so maybe people know. Like sometimes I think people really do know. They understand what is going on. It's just when they're up at two a.m., they're not thinking like, oh, maybe I should have taken this. Oh, maybe you know I can. I'm no, I'm noticing that I'm anxious now and I'm noticing that I'm avoiding my internal emotional state by going on YouTube and by looking at something about some blog and creating ideas and notes and like, you know, worrying. I notice that I have this worry, but I'm distracting myself from this worry by going on my phone. You know, I'm distracting myself from this um, physiological sensation of anxiety because I am by going on my phone I'm not actively working on my anxiety at 2 a.m. or even in this session you know I'm worrying I'm having all these worrying thoughts about all the money I'm not gonna make today and kind of like kicking myself a little bit about you know I know that there's a problem that I should have taken that medication the night before and but I just avoided doing it and I actively avoided doing it and I'm aware that I avoided doing it but still I avoided doing it and you know just knowing all the all about the secrets like I might be fully aware but I might not be able to sit with the emotions of what it is that's going on while I'm experiencing anxiety and if I wake up at 2 a.m. every day because of the cycle that I've created or 1 a.m. every day staying up till 2 a.m. becoming anxious at 2 a.m. every day you know if I don't know how to work on the anxiety while I'm awake and I'm just avoiding it you know it's not gonna go away necessarily by the morning all the time and it's like now I'm kind of like stuck in this cycle right so the the purpose of trying to work on the internal emotional issue or talk about the internal emotional issue is so that you know once it happens again once I have another early 1 a.m. wake up for whatever reason it may be I'm able to be like hey this is that thing that happened where I had this anxiety where I had this problem that this happened the other day too and it happened the other day too and you know I'm noticing it and I'm noticing that this is anxiety and now I'm actually working on the anxiety maybe I'm doing breath work maybe I'm journaling maybe I'm doing whatever it is that I'm doing to kind of like help me to relax and go back to sleep before 2 a.m. instead of staying up until 2 a.m. Uh, and getting more and more tired uh, or potentially leading to a habit that's going to make me more and more tired during my waking hours when I'm trying to be busy making money so say that's just kind of my um, take on it um, let me finish this coffee it's cold by now <clears throat> it's Don Francisco I think it's Colombian I don't really know it's really strong um I wouldn't say that it's bulletproof coffee because I'm out of MCT oil but I put butter in it and it's not grass-fed ghee butter because I'm out of that too it's just unsalted butter from the kitchen um but yeah I like I like the way it feels so I hope that's helpful I hope that makes sense um I don't know if it makes sense uh, I hope it makes sense though uh, you know and you know I'm not like perfect at this so I'm sure that there's some stuff that I got wrong but I hope that's a helpful example um, of what ISTDP kind of looks like um, how a person can decide you know what it is that they want to work on what they're willing to actually work on 
they're able to give an example of what they are uh, gonna work on like they're giving an, an example of a situation where they had whatever that issue is like the anxiety or whatever and it's an internal emotional issue that they are working on and they're willing to work on this and able to uh, determine you know feeling states during these examples you know able to kind of dive into the feelings and emotions of what's going on um, and able to kind of dissect that more without an ego defense that's kind of getting in the way of being able to uh, resolve it because it is hard to sit and think about emotions even if it's in the past like it's hard to think about oh the last time I stayed up too late and like what was going through my mind and how I was feeling and like even if it was like a day or multiple days ago and even if I can recall the entire thing um, it's going to be hard for me to sit with it and talk about it especially with another person and especially for a long period of time so a lot of times it's like okay maybe I can talk about it but it's um like that's why I'm like okay sometimes people might be more comfortable doing this kind of work by themselves and or maybe you don't have a therapist that knows ISTDP or that does it uh I think you know I I think I you know I do believe in self-healing as well I don't I don't believe that everybody has to go to a doctor that went to a western medicine school and got a degree you know or I believe that you know people can go to, to shamans people can go to other types of healers or they can look inward and do the work um I do believe that like if that's if that's what somebody is comfortable with and wants to do and that's what they believe in I think it's valuable to try to do it um if that's what you believe in and you want to work with yourself I mean I can't really say you know if someone's having like some severe issues where they're really not able to manage it maybe it's time to try something different and reach out for help from someone else but I think sometimes uh, like I noticed with myself a lot of times I find myself thinking outside of uh, of you know for outward you know not really connection yeah maybe connection or outward um, support and I'm gonna talk about this in another episode but it's like uh, reaching out for outside support when it's like I could just support myself you know um, and I'll talk about that a little bit more it's kind of off topic for right now but um, yeah I hope that's helpful and um, I'll keep talking about this I'll give an example maybe one or two uh, examples and then see if we'll continue talking about these Dolores Cannon in use theory in use um, I don't even know if I'm going in the right direction with this but I think at the very least it's something helpful that people could try if they wanted to and see if they if they like it if they find it helpful I find it helpful when I'm in the mindset to be able to sit and actually like think things through on my own sometimes I'm not really able to easily do that or able to do it hardly even at all and you know that's fine that's just normally how it goes but Alright guys, with that, thanks for listening.